This is the Diamonds and Dingers podcast. I'm your host, Dimitri Napoin. Let's get started. Welcome to the Diamonds and Dingers podcast, hosted by Muncie's best baseball analysts. I'm your host, Dimitri Napoin. Today, I'm joined by Seth Rollins and Zach Merritt. How are you guys doing today? Uh, not, you know, probably a little bit better than I have the last couple of weeks. Uh, just from what I've seen on the news, it sounds like maybe there's an ended side to all of this, but I could be entirely wrong. But, uh, you know, yeah, I keep my hopes up, you know, just to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I think um, this uh, the stuff in the news recently, like we're we're entering the peak hours of this virus and i think there is light at the end of the tunnel like not looking from a baseball perspective but looking at it from just a, a human life perspective and just a, from a society point of view just like finally get out and maybe do something yeah i don't i don't know when it's gonna happen but looking at the curve and how we're entering the the real top of the curve now and we're gonna enter a decline hopefully or soon i'm just i'm hopeful that we can get baseball here soon yeah, yeah that'd, be, that'd be great yeah, well, speaking of baseball, you know, we had quite, quite the controversy that came up, and it involves yet another uh, pitch that the MLB was kind of formulating, and it's all this is all coming from the USA Today, and it says that according to USA Today, Major League Baseball is reportedly considering restructuring the league in response to the coronavirus, and this plan would eliminate the National League and the American League for the 2020 season, and instead the same six-division structure that was formed during spring training will be implemented. So that means all 30 teams would stay in Florida and Arizona and play in front of empty stands. Teams could travel to their spring training sites and play exhibition games for three weeks, and the regular season would start with a totally different division rivals. So we do have the Grapefruit League, and then we have the Cactus League. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's wild. I mean, you have the Yankees, the Phillies, the Blue Jays, the Tigers, and the Pirates in the Grapefruit North. You have the Grapefruit South with Boston, Minnesota, Atlantic, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, and Baltimore, East Washington, uh, Houston, New York Mets, St. Louis Cardinals, and the Miami Marlins. And the Cactus League is even more stacked. You have the Cubs, the Giants, the Diamondbacks, the Colorado Rockies, and the Oakland Athletics. And then on the West, you have the Dodgers, the White Sox, the Reds, the Cleveland Indians, and the Los Angeles Angels. And in the Cactus League Northwest, you have the Brewers, Padres, Mariners, Rangers, Kansas City Royals. Okay, this is a lot to digest. So where do we begin, guys? I I think there are three divisions here that are just wild. Three divisions have stat are going to be so stacked that I, I want to watch this baseball in my three divisions, the grapefruit South and the grapefruit East and the cactus West are just insane. Yeah. I mean, the cactus West is crazy because it seems like almost the entirety of that division were guys who were big spenders in this offseason who made a lot of splashy moves, you know, Dodgers, Mookie Betts, the White Sox were obviously arguably having one of the best, uh, winters in baseball, and same same what the, could be said with the Reds, and even the Angels went out and made a move for Rendon. So that I think the Cactus League West is going to be entertaining, and then of course you have the Grapefruit South, which has actually, pardon me, the Grapefruit East, which has the defending national champions against the team that challenged them in the World Series. So you have the World Series. Uh, matchup with the Nationals and Astros in the same division. And then you also obviously have the Cardinals who are always good and the Mets who are on their on the way on the way up. And even the worst team there, the Miami Marlins, argue had had a decent offseason too. So Yeah, I mean just I think this is kind of where this is a result of where we are. Um to see Major League Baseball kind of come out in the last couple of weeks, kind of change your stance on how they want to go about things has been interesting. I mean, this is just the latest twist. Um, I think this would be great. I think this would give something for people to kind of rally around, something for people to watch uh, since everything's kind of shut down. Um, and like we talked about before the show, this would really allow the teams to kind of control what is going coming in and out of their organizations a lot easier than, say, if they were 
like you know if the Yankees were playing in New York and New York has been such a hot has been such a mess with all the cases and everything you you don't know what's gonna what's gonna be coming in and out so I mean I think it's a very interesting concept and given the where we are sitting at this point we're probably we're like two or three weeks in on the regular season and probably looking at probably half of the season gone by the time everything gets rolling around I think this makes the most logical sense and would definitely be entertaining to watch uh you know having the Nationals and the Astros in the same sort of division that definitely be you know that'd be high a lot of people would be watching that you know we'll rematch of the world series i think everyone's going to want to see the astros and see how good they really are given what came out with them in the off season um as long as the i think if you don't see the yankees play the red sox at some point i think a lot of baseball fans will be mad just because that is like the big rivalry in baseball and it's always fun to watch but overall, I think this is a right the right decision by Major League Baseball. Yeah, I'm I am intrigued by the idea that they're going to. It looks like we're going to do a there's going to be a DH in every league um, now, and we're going to be able to see National League teams be able to strategize with a DH. Um, we're they're also looking at more electronic umpiring. Um, there is a there is a lot to go with this solution, other than just putting teams in new divisions. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential for this to change baseball moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I I agree. I mean, if you see that this is successful, I mean, you could ultimately see the landscape of Major League Baseball changed as a result of this. I don't think baseball would, if this worked well, would you know stick with this consistently just because of the fan bases around the country, but like. If you feel like there are some teams in the division that you don't feel like should be there, you want to move teams, this is your opportunity to see if that would work. Yeah, I agree. I I think it'll be entertaining to say the least. You know, I mean, we're going to see – we might see new rivalries emerge. You never know. And it's just going to add a different dynamic to baseball, that's for sure. Um, I'm going to be curious to see how they plan to – uh, reschedule it because obviously they're gonna have to re they're gonna have to change each team's schedule to f- accommodate for new divisions. How do you think that's possible? Um, I mean, if this is what you this if you are major league baseball and this is a, you're dead set on making this happen, then you can go ahead and you know behind closed doors start making make things work, start you know doing schedules and also while everyone's kind of sitting at home trying to figure out where to go from here. Yeah, looking looking at this, just it looks like every division, base almost every division, will be in the same like league. You know, like there are some exceptions, like, and there are some exceptions like the Pirates are in the Grapefruit and most of the NL Centrals in the Cactus. But um, mostly, there are going to be the same division teams in your league. But I don't think we should be worrying about playing your division. I should be worried about playing all these new teams and building new relationships with teams. I think this will make baseball just better. Interleague play is always a, it's always good. Yeah, it's always an exciting time in in the season when you get to see these teams that don't really play a whole lot. Uh, I know a lot of the, you know, being a Reds fan, you always enjoy playing like the Indians because they're the team from up north and uh, it's always a great competition to see what's what they're doing and kind of what is going on in the American League, so you kind of can measure yourself. Um, but I think this is going to be an exciting opportunity for Major League Baseball, and they kind of need to do something to kind of help rebrand themselves and kind of bring people back because of how they've handled things in the past. And you know, they're losing they're losing fans, or they're an aging it's an aging fan base in Major League Baseball, and their biggest thing is trying you know incorporate young people. And I think this is one of the ways that you could get that. Yeah, especially considering the fact that they're uh, they're thinking about like streaming those games if they decide to stream them on social media and things like that. Yeah, when I'm just looking with how basketball runs their league, the NBA, the NBA is so good at getting their messages on social media, and basketball is good for the young, for the like 15 to 35 demographic. I think. Um, the reason basketball is so good at that is because basketball is flexible. Basketball changes all the time, and the league's always looking for new things. Baseball has been stuck in its ways for years on years. There hasn't been much monumental change. 
I think a a policy like this will really allow for innovation in baseball that we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, I mean, going off that, I mean, you know, base, baseball and basketball are the most independent team sports there are, and um, which is why the NBA has been so good at marketing their players as individuals and letting them, you know, do what's best for them and making a living for themselves, not so much with their team, but as as an individual. I, th- You know, baseball has the same legal. I mean, baseball might be, the biggest independent team sport that there is in the sense that, you know, you rely on each individual person to come together and, you know, for the greater good, unlike in the NFL, you win or lose as a team. You have maybe a couple of guys that stick out, but everything, but I mean, the greater sense is a team versus basketball and baseball. Uh, you get more, you get, you know, you can associate one person with one team in baseball and basketball versus football. And, uh, and, you know, that allowing the players to have more freedom and, you know, this is having this experimental is league. Exa- I mean, really, when you think about it, I mean, this opens up a whole new door of possibilities for Major League Baseball to kind of really grow themselves. Yeah, I agree. How about this, guys? How about we take a deep dive on each division? Does that sound good? Yep, that works with me. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Well, let's take a look at the 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 pomegranate. Oh, I mean, grapefruit. Oh, um, that was a little joke, and it was a bad one. Um, the Grapefruit North, you have the Yankees, the Phillies, the Blue Jays, the Tigers, and the Pirates. I think this is a very lopsided division. Obviously, the Yankees are gonna would win it, but the Phillies running uh, running up at second, obviously. But after that, you know, that 3-4 spot is very up in the air, and we also got to understand that, you know, there's going to be two new teams uh, that could be eligible for the playoffs. Uh, so it'll be fun. I, I mean, at least personal from a personal aspect, as a Pirates fan, this will this gives me a new life because now I know that we won't finish that last because the Tigers are in the division, and uh, I feel like we could actually compete with Toronto day in day out. Um, looking at this division, I think I think Toronto or Pittsburgh could find itself in the playoffs if this is the. If the division's playing against itself every time and you add the two extra spots, like there's there's going to be an opening for one of these teams that doesn't look great on paper. But if the Pirates are playing the Blue Jays and Tigers more than they're playing like um, the Twins, Red Sox, and Rays, that's, that's going to be good for them. Yeah, you know, looking at it initially, it definitely seems very one-sided with the Yankees and then the Phillies maybe giving them a run for their money. But, you know, if you only have one good team in your division out of five, I mean, that opens a lot, opens up the door for another team to sneak in in the playoffs and do, like, do well. I mean, I mean, there are, there, like you guys have said, there is opportunity for maybe Toronto or Pittsburgh to sneak in, I mean, ahead of the Phillies. Or, I mean, depending on how healthy the Yankees are, maybe get in over the Yankees. Exactly. It's just it's completely turned what we expected on kind of on its on its head with a lot of these teams. Because I know for three of those teams, you know, we talk about Toronto and the Pittsburgh. We really counted them out out of the playoffs on our previous shows. But if this this works out, you know, like you said, it's fair. It's fair game. That's for sure. And now, do what's up. Do you think we should rank the division? All of us should rank what we think should happen in each division. Sure. Go ahead. All right. I I think it's going to be Yankees the first. I think the Blue Jays will find their way in the second spot and make the playoffs. And then the Phillies, um, Tigers, and the Pirates. I'm going to go with Yankees first, uh, Phillies second, and then Pittsburgh third. Maybe pro- I could see them fighting. Uh, Philly to try to get into, um, you know, get into the playoff. That would be a nice little rivalry there. The two set different sides of the state of Pennsylvania, you know, battling and out, followed by Toronto and then Detroit finishing last. Yeah, I you brought up a good point, Zach. That I think that we a lot of people gloss over is how much of a rivalry Pittsburgh and Philly has with each other. It, it's it's huge, especially in the NHL with the Flyers and the Penguins. If the MLB can incorporate that into their own league, that would be huge because, let's be honest, even though the Pirates are in the NL Central, they just don't have a true rival. You know what I'm saying? And Yeah, because it's like 
Pittsburgh, I mean, Pittsburgh, you know, where it's located makes sense in the division terms, but it's like, it's not like it's Chicago or Cincinnati or St. Louis. I agree. Or even, even Milwaukee for that sense, because they're all in that same kind of region of the, the country. So like those rivalries have always been intense. And, and another interesting sub note is if you look at the Philadelphia Phillies roster, it is filled with former Pittsburgh Pirates players with Andrew McCutcheon, Neil, uh, Neil Walker and all those guys. So that's going to be fun. I, I agree with you. The Yan- it's the undisputed the Yankees are going to win the division. I'll have the Phillies at number two. I think Toronto is going to make a good step. They have a bunch of, Young guys out there that are ready to go. And I'll have the Pirates at a close four, like half game behind Toronto. And I uh, will have the Detroit Tigers not really being relevant whatsoever because they're still rebuilding. Now the Grapefruit South. This involves the Red Sox, the Minnesota Twins, the Atlanta Braves, the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Baltimore Orioles. So we see... Uh, three of the former American League East teams with the Red Sox and the Rays and the Orioles all in the same division. The only thing is that instead of the Yankees and and company, they have the Twins and Braves. What stands out for you guys in this this division? I mean, to me, it seems way more more balanced. I mean, sorry, Baltimore. But, I mean, it's not like Baltimore was really going to be able to do anything anyways. Uh, I think this is more... Uh, this is going to be very interesting to watch. Uh, Boston, you know, lost some pieces. So I'm not sure how they're going to turn out. But Minnesota, you know, they made the playoffs last year. Atlanta made the playoffs last year. Tampa Bay made the playoffs last year. Uh, those are those are going to be three inter- interesting teams to watch. Throw Boston in the mix. This will be, a very, I think, a very fun division. From my perspective on this division is there are four teams that range from pretty good to borderline elite. And I think these teams are all trying to break through and they were making strides for breaking through. And I think um, looking at the Rays, Twins, Braves, and Red Sox, any of these teams could be the best team in the division. We just we just haven't seen it yet. And if, if um, they go out there and play every day, um, I think any of those four teams, it's like, it's like the NL Central of the Grapefruit League. It looks like any of those teams could win. Minus Baltimore. Yeah, minus Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's very interesting because all these teams, like you mentioned, are one of those guys that are like either a close number two or division winners. So opposed to having a bunch of like in the the Grapefruit East, which we'll talk about next, where we have a bunch of number one teams, uh, you have a you have all teams that are like wild card teams, second place finishers, borderline first place finishers. So that makes for a really balanced league. And I'm gonna be honest, this is perfect for the Red Sox, who look like they were kind of reeling uh, a little bit. Uh, they don't have to worry about the Yankees. And considering, but now instead of the Yankees, they're going to be having to worry about the Twins and the Braves on top of the race. So, and of course, they'll get uh, a scrimmage against the Orioles. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, you ready for predictions? Oh, of course. I'm born ready for this. Let's go. You can go first. Go first, Dimitri. All right. Let's go. I was ready. All right. Number one, I'm going to, I'm going to surprise the little people here. I'm going to surprise people. I'm going to Tampa Bay Rays. Um, Interesting move. Because I think, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot there that people re- continue to forget how good they are. Glass now, Austin Meadows, and then a bunch of other guys, just so much talent. And I think that they have what it takes to, to beat the Atlanta Braves consistently. And so I'll have the Rays at number one. Uh, I will take hmm, I'll take the Minnesota Twins at number two, the Atlanta Braves at three, the Boston Red Sox at four, uh, and then the Orioles at five. But, you know, even I think that the Red Sox will be only two games out of first, even though they'll be in fourth. Yeah, that's uh, I guess I'll go next. Um, kind of very similar. I, you know, I expect the top four to be super close. I'm going to take Minnesota here at number one. 
Um, I think what you what you were able to see last year and the fact that they just happened to run into the Yankees in the playoffs and they're very young, uh, just kind of hurt. That kind of hurts your momentum and hurts you as a young team. But, you know, they're going to build and continue to get better. Uh, I'm going to take Tampa Bay at number two, followed by uh, the Braves and then the Red Sox. But I expect all four of those teams to be competing for playoff spots and then Baltimore to finish fifth. I uh, Yeah. I'm I'm pretty close to you guys. I, I think the Rays also, I agree with Dimitri, would be finished number one. Uh, I'll say the Braves get number two, followed by the Red Sox and then the Twins. I don't know if – and then the Orioles, of course. I don't know if the Twins can carry on with how they were hitting home runs last year. I don't know if they can sustain that going into this year. I mean, obviously can. They're, I have them fourth, but I don't think that they're – too far out from first like it's not not that big of a jump from the twins to the rays so uh, i think the you know the benefit they have here especially with the red Sox and the twins is you know playing with the dl the whole uh DL, dh all the time i mean um those teams you know you get jd martinez who's arguably probably the best dh hitter in the league right now so that you know you don't really need him to do a whole lot you just need him to come up and bring the power to the plate you know, Minnesota, what they've been able to do with home runs has just been incredible. And when you can bring one guy in and put him in and have him hit, uh, you know, dingers all the time, that's really going to benefit you. Yes. And, of course, Atlanta Braves have so much young talent along with, you know, we talk about the Rays having a lot of talent, but the Atlanta Braves have some of the best youngsters out there with Acuna and, and Albias. So a lot of fun to watch in that division. Yeah, this this division is going to be probably the mo maybe the most fun to watch. The next one we're looking at might be a little more fun. Uh, potential, it's got potential. Uh, yeah, it has a lot. Like <laughs> the Grapefruit East is like the NL Central took roids and a bunch of other performance and PEDs. <laughs> this is the, the most. This is the most ridiculous league I've ever seen. And it's just absolute bizarre. You have you have the what you have the World Series in your division with the Nationals and the Astros. And if that wasn't enough for you, you have the St. Louis Cardinals, who are always relevant in the playoffs or are always in contention. And then, of course, you have the new and improved New York Mets with their great starting rotation. And even the worst team in the division, the Miami Marlins, are heck of a lot better than they ever have been. So yeah, they're better than the Orioles. I couldn't agree more. And probably the Tigers, for that yeah. matter, too. Yeah, this yeah this division is crazy. I I don't know. I I wouldn't sleep on the Mets. The Mets um, projections were really high whenever I was looking at them. The um, last year, a lot of their expected per, their expected percentages didn't really hit, and I don't know if you will, if they will miss their expected percentages every time. But that was playing the NL East. Now they're playing the the best team from the NL East, the best team from the AL West. One, I, the, you have the Cardinals, who will never be bad. Um, I don't know. There's there's a lot there's a lot to unpack in this division. Yeah, you know. It's definitely uh, interesting how they decided to come up with this with, you know, the Nationals and the Astros playing last year in the World Series. And then the Cardinals who played the Nationals uh, in the NLCS. You had the Mets who were a borderline playoff team. You know, they're fighting really hard there to get a wild card spot. And then you kind of just have the Marlins that are just kind of there. Um, I definitely think this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Just kind of seeing, you know, what the Astros are able to do uh this this season or whatever we have how much of a season that we actually have uh you know they're definitely people are going to watch them either because they like them or a lot i mean a lot of people hate them because of what they did um i think this could be a real interesting division to watch yeah hey hey listen regardless of what you say with the miami marlins they have the best jersey in the in the grape grapefruities that and that's my statement that's my that's my hot take <laughs> So so do we so like we talk about the nationals and we talk about how they're kind of I hesitate to say this, but it seems like they're kind of reloading and trying to figure out where they're at. 
And then, of course, you have the Astros who are completely loaded uh, in every facet. Uh, and they're gonna, and it's gonna be fun watching how they're gonna play without Garrett Cole, and then, and then a bunch of other stuff. You know, all that stuff we already talked about. You can listen about, about the individual team analysts, analytics, and past episodes. But yeah, it's so hard to predict this division because it could go to any of four of those teams. Similar to how the South could go to any of four of those teams. Um, but for my projections, I will go with the Houston Astros at number one. They're going to play angry. Like I always mention. Uh, and I'm going to surprise a few people. I, I'm going to say that the St. Louis cards are number two with the nationals at three, the Mets at four and, uh, the Miami Marlins at five. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to be in that in that stratosphere. I'm going the Astros one, and then I'll surprise a little bit more people. I'll say the Mets at two, followed by the Nationals three, the Cardinals four, and the Marlins five. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to probably – I'm going to pick uh, Houston, like you guys, to win this. Uh, I think they're the, probably the best, most complete team in this division. And then I'm going to go with – the Nationals to finish second, followed by St. Louis, and then the Mets, and then the Marlins. Um, you know, more not just looking at this division, but like this league as a whole, it's going to be, I think, a lot more interesting than we realize, just because there's so many teams like that could get in. There's so many playoff teams that you can have out of this, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Should, um, should we name the seven playoff teams we think? Have the lead and as a whole. Now that we're looking at it, sure. If you want to go first, all right. I'll go first. I'll say you get the Yankees. I get the Blue Jays, the Rays, Braves. That's um, Twins. That's five. Um, Astros and Mets. That's time. I'm going to agree with you on all but one. I don't think the Mets get in. I'm going to take the Nationals instead. That's fair. I'm going I'm going Yankees. Ugh. I'm going Yankees. I'm going Phillies. I'm going Tampa Bay. I'm at three. Mm-hmm. I'm going Twins. Uh, I'm actually going to go with the Astros at five. Not a surprise there. St. Louis at six. And I think that, you know, the team that's going to just sneak in there just ahead of the Nationals, I'll say, is the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. It's definitely going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, there's the us coming up with seven playoff teams is hard. It's going to be hard during the season. It's so hard because you're not – you have to factor in two extra teams and the fact that you're dealing with divisions that you've never really done analysis for. So, yeah. I mean – when you, I mean, realistically, when you look at it, there are like out of all the teams we have listed here, there are only like three teams that you are going to really consider to be out, and that would be you know the Tigers, the Orioles, and probably the Marlins. But the, out of those, the Marlins probably have the best chance to make some noise. Mm-hmm. And then you but, have those, and then you I have mean, those awkward fringe teams that are like they could be good enough to get in, and they could also be very likely not getting in. And that's like Toronto and Pittsburgh, teams like that. And Boston. And Boston yeah. on that better. And Paul, I would throw the Mets in that category yeah. as well. Now, you know, we had our fun with different types of fruit, you know. But I think I think we're gonna go with some uh some desert flora, you know. We're we're going we we went from Florida, it's time to go to the desert. I'm just going to look, and we're talking about the Cactus League. And for some reason, the Cactus League decided to add extra extra directional patterns to their names. <laughs> so good luck with that. And the Cactus League Northeast is strange. Uh, the Cubs, you have the Cubs, the Giants, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, and Athletics. So you have some NL... And NL blood in there, you know, and a lot of this very similar in a lot of ways, but you have the Cubs and athletics going to be competing against each other. Yeah. Um, this division, 
Um, look at uh, coming from the two we just did. It looks a little watered down, but there's there's some talent in there. I think I think when we're looking at these divisions um, from afar right now, every team looks good. Whenever we were looking at them earlier, not every team was looking this good. No, and I think having the you know different leagues kind of changes the dynamic because when you look at a team, you know, like when we looked at the Pirates in the Central, like we didn't really expect them to do a whole lot, but now that they're in this different division and everything is how it's set, you know, they could definitely make some noise. Um, you know, looking at this, you know, the Cubs, the Giants, Diamondbacks, Rockies, and Athletics have all, you know, in the last couple of years, have you know made noise really outside of the the Giants, but the Giants, you know. Always, you know, it feels like every even year makes some sort of run. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, I I I like it. So, yeah, I do too. I think it it seems it seems balanced to me. I mean, you're basically taking all these West Coast teams and just throwing the Cubs in there. Yeah, it's it's the NL West with the uh, with a couple influences, the Oakland A's across from San Francisco and there, and then the Cubs, but. I don't know. I think the Rockies are a team to watch in this division. If they're if they're able to get back on track, they had a really bad year last year. But if um Air, if they can get Arenado happy and get get the bats rolling, going with Blackman, and they don't have to worry about pitching in Colorado, this this team might be somebody we have to watch out for. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. I do think the the Rockies are going to kind of be a dark horse in this division. I. I just think that they've got enough star power around them to kind of, you know, surprise yeah. a lot of people. And also add on, I'd say having star power in these type of in this situation is going to be bigger than having it in the regular in like a, the a normal season. I think having a player like Arenado or somebody like that is going to be a big. It's going to be big for teams because um, those guys can hit anywhere. They can do. They can hit anywhere. Pitchers like. Strasburg and um, uh, Max Scherzer, people like that, are able to be pitched better because they can pitch anywhere if you're that good. Yeah, I, I agree. And you know, it was all it was strange to see the Rockies struggle because they still they they didn't lose any major players besides DJ Lemayhew, and you're trying to figure out. How did this go wrong so quickly? We didn't lose anybody really, uh, except for DJ. You know, we still have Charlie Blackman, still have Arnado. I don't understand why we we're doing so bad, but now that they're it got got reshuffled a little bit, who knows? And I will say that I think that Oakland is going to be a powerhouse in this division. Oakland doesn't have to worry about the Astros anymore. Yeah, and you're if you're the Giants, Diamondbacks, and the Rockies, you don't have to worry about the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, that's for yeah. us to worry about now. No, now they don't. They don't have to have any trauma with Mookie Betts before it even happens. So, yeah, no, I, I think that you know teams that are were supposed to be just middle of the pack teams are going to suddenly be division winners. And. I think that I'll start us off with uh, our, the standings, so to speak. Um, I'm going to have the Athletics winning the division. Uh, because, you know, I know you and I talked about this, Seth, earlier last week for our previous episode about how good Oakland is, but they're stuck against Houston. The major roadblock is out of the way. And I don't, be, and I'm, if I'm going to be honest with you, I don't see, see any of the other teams really stopping them this year. So I have Oakland at number one. I'm going to go with the Arizona Diamondbacks. No one ever gives this team love, but they have the Marte duo, and they got Madison Bumgarner. And they're looking good. They retained all their core that they needed to maintain. They have Nick Ahmed, Golden Glove shortstop. I, I have a, I have a hard time believing that Arizona is going to finish lower than second. Um, and now, again, with the Dodgers being out of the way, they will thrive. And I'll have the Cubs at three. And then I'll have the Rockies at four, just one game back. And then the Giants and, you know, to round it out. So what do you guys think? Oh, go ahead. Uh, I'm actually – I'm going to take the Cubs to win this. 
uh, given that we don't really know exactly how long this is going to be. And if we think that, you know, from what it sounds like, we think star power is going to be huge. The Cubs have, I think, some of the bigger stars in the game. And so I think that is going to be huge for them. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Cubs and then I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Rockies second, followed by Oakland, Arizona, and the Giants. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Oakland one, the Rockies second, Cubs third, Diamondbacks fourth, and Giants fifth. This we had different opinions at all of us. No kidding. Man, <laughs> you guys are sleeping on the Diamondbacks. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. I guess you could really argue that this or maybe the division we're going to talk about next are going to be the most, you know, balanced and you could argue that each team could probably yeah. get to the playoffs. Even the Giants make could make the playoffs and 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 in some world, I think. I think it's I th- it's so funny. It took a pandemic to finally balance out the divisions to make them more more fair and more fun to watch. Yeah. I I just wanna I, I want I wanna show give love to the West. I, I want to preview this division just looking at uh, I'll do Dimitri's role right here. Um role reversal. Yeah, going out west in the Cactus League. Um we got the Dodgers, White Sox, Reds, Indians, and Angels. So you got the two LA teams in there. You have the um, Chicago and Cincinnati and Cleveland. So we have the Midwest that's um, going to in, be in between the L.A. sandwich. What do you guys think about this? This is a, a going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's probably going to be the most fun out of the Cactus League, uh, you know, given you know how dominant the Dodgers have been, especially what they did in the offseason to go get Mookie Betts. Uh, you know, the White Sox were aggressive in the offseason. So were the Reds. And so are the Angels. And so uh, I think, and, you know, Cleveland has always been kind of consistent. They've been consistent here the last four or five years. And last year kind of being a down year. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, a lot of rivalries. You know, you got the L.A. rivalry with the Dodgers and the Angels. And you've got the, the Reds-Indians rivalry. And, you know, Chicago is just kind of there, but they could definitely make some noise. Uh, would have been a lot of fun to see them and the Cubs in the same kind of in the same division, but just looking at the list, I don't think they could have made it work. I, I personally think this is the division where no team is worse than average. Every other team, every other division seems to have like a a team at the bottom. Uh, the bottom of this division, I don't know. I don't know what the bottom, but we know who the top will probably be. But two through five. These teams are all good. Yeah, I mean, this is Northeast. You can argue that, I mean, all five of those teams can make the playoffs. I mean, this is the one division. If I had to pick one, would you can consistently argue all five teams can make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 crazy because, you know, almost it seems like almost every year you have that, that bottom feeder that's rebuilding. But – None of these teams are rebuilding. These are all these teams are playoff teams. And if I have to be a Chicago White Sox fan, if I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan, I would be so mad right now. You're like, man, we finally built a team that we think that could win the division. And then guess what? You're stuck with the Dodgers. Hey, I am mad. This this is <laughs> this is probably the worst part of the entire thing. This is probably the worst part of this entire experiment. But you know. I don't really mind. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just astounding. And you know what, Seth, you, you took the reins, you know, on that, on the Cactus League West. And I will let Zach take the reins on where he's going to project the standings to be for the Cactus League West. All right. All right. Well, I think uh, to me, this pains me as a Reds fan, but I'm definitely going to, I'm probably going to pick the Dodgers. Dodgers are going to win this division. I think, you know, they're the most complete team and with what they made, the, the moves they made in the off season, I don't think you can afford to, you know, anywhere below first. And then I'm going to take the Reds second. And I think they're going to get into the playoffs. I'm going to take the White Sox third, followed by the Angels, and then Cleveland rounding out number five yeah that's fair and i think that 
nobody's going to have the guts to say that the Dodgers won't finish first. So I'm just going to get that out of the way. Forget about it. You already know. It's a lock. But I will pick. I will flip number two and three from you, Zach. I will say that the White Sox will win. Uh, will at least get into the second spot of the division. And I think that they're going to get close to the Dodgers. I think that they're going to be I, – I think they're going to be a game and a half out of first. With the Reds two games back and with the Angels after the Reds and then uh, the someone has to finish last and the Cleveland Indians, them not making enough moves and them being a real mid-market team, they're not going to com- compete with these big spenders. So, yeah, the Indians are going to have to finish last. I'm going to go with the Dodgers one. I, I'm going with the Reds second because I'm, I'm optimistic about my Reds. Um, the Reds and White Sox are basically the same team looking at them, except the Reds have a little bit better pitching. Uh, I would say the Reds two, then the White Sox three, Indians four, and the Angels five, even though I don't want to pick Mike Trout to finish last, but I don't know. That team doesn't have the pitching at all. That's fair. No, but they're going to have a nice, you know, punch of one two punch of Mike That's Trout. That's true. And we, you can never discount people like that. I just said, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying here, but I don't I, I think the Angels, uh, Angels probably. Some, somebody has to finish. Fifth. So we, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard, it's hard to thing. pick the losers. It's good picking the winners. Yeah. And I think that the West is going to take a lot of playoff spots from the rest of the Cactus League, in my opinion. Yeah, there, there's definitely three playoff teams in there, maybe four. Yeah, and then, you know, get your beanies out, you know, get your hipster glasses out. We got the Cactus League Northwest. <laughs> and uh, some of these teams make no sense being in the Northwest, but that doesn't matter. We'll, we'll ignore that. Um uh, you have the Brewers, you have the Padres, you have the Mariners, you have the Rangers and the Royals. I think this is the weakest of the of the Cactus League uh, divisions. What stands out for you guys? Yeah, you know, for as much, you know, com- as competitive as the other two divisions look, this definitely seems the most lopsided. Uh, you know, you had the Brewers who've made the playoffs the last couple of years, and all the other teams are kind of in various points of rebuild. So, uh, for all the all the domination and all the you know craziness that you're going to have in the Northeast and the West, I think you have the Northwest that kind of you know brings everything back to you know back to earth, and you know makes everything you know. You know, so you're not watching a you know blood yeah. battle every I'll, night. I disagree with you on it being lopsided. I think it'll be competitive because uh, the teams aren't they all aren't good, so that's why it'll be competitive. <laughs> um. And I mean the Brewers are the Brewers are an average to above average team, and the Padres are knocking on the door of that. So like th- those two are there, but the Mariners and Royals are both rebuilding. The Rangers might as well rebuild. Um, yeah, this division is going to be this division. This division will be fun to watch. I guarantee you there will be a lot of streams of these of these games. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh... I, I like I like San Diego this year. I do. They have they have Paddock coming up. They have obviously Tatis is already part of their uh, part of their everyday lineup, and then Machado. This is a perfect storm for the Padres because you know they were good, but in the NL West, it kind of hurt. It kind of held them back. But now that they have, they're in my opinion a weaker division. They're going to be a contender for first now. Yeah, I like the dynamic here of uh, Eric Hosmer having to play the uh, Royals on a more consistent basis. You know, the team that he that he helped win a World Series. If we can, if you can believe that, I mean, way back in 2015 when the Royals were really good. You know, in having a shorter, potentially shorter season could benefit Seattle. Seattle's always this team that comes kind of like out the gate and they're always really good. And then they always, you know, fall short at the finish line because they're just kind of limping there. Uh, so they could potentially, you know, pull, yeah. pull something together in this. Yeah, you took words out of my mouth. I'm, I'm going to start with the predictions. I'm, 
going uh, Padres number one, followed by the Brewers at two, the Mariners three, Royals four, and Rangers five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go first, go ahead, Zach. It's fine. Um, I'm going to take Milwaukee one. I'm going to say Seattle Ooh, somehow baby. finds a way and finishes finishes <laughs> second, followed by the Padres, the Rangers, and the Royals. Zach, you just took that. That was a boiling take. Wow, we're both we're both up on the C, on Seattle. Not I, I'm not that high on them. I, I'm so, okay, I'm going to try to gain my composure a little bit. That was crazy. That, you know what? That's what gets listeners. So I, I love it. I, I'm going to agree with I'm going to agree with y'all. I'm going to have the Padres at number one. And the Brewers at number two. And I think that after that, it just falls off a cliff. And it's just going to pain me to say this. But I'm going to have the Rangers at three. The Mariners at four. And then the Royals at five. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying that the Rangers are third in the division this year. Unbelievable. It just speaks volumes about that, that division, I guess. Yeah, with all the fun we're going to have in the air divisions, I don't know if we're going to be paying too much attention to the Northwest. That's for sure. Yeah, that's probably why they all put those teams together is because people really are yeah, not going to I think, I think whoever wins this division is going to be the sacrificial lamb to probably the Dodgers in the first round. Yeah, that's probably, There's that's no probably pretty accurate. In this division, in my opinion. All right. Yeah, like the Brewers could win a playoff yeah, series. Yeah, I could see that. It's just, I just have a hard time believing that the Brewers are better than they were last year. I think they were worse. My, I think they're worse. But that's that's a little bit of a yeah. hot take. But oh well. Um, let's let's do uh, who are who's going to be eligible for the playoffs? Um, uh, Seth, if you want to go first, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for putting me on the spot here. I'm going. Uh, Oakland, Colorado, Dodgers, Reds, White Sox, Padres, Brewers. Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Cubs, Rockies, Dodgers, Reds, Brewers, and I'm gonna go ahead and take There you go. The White Sox. Uh, see, I, I I'm gonna go with Oakland as well. I'm gonna have Arizona be in there. Uh, uh, let's go with the Dodgers, the White Sox, the Reds, and I think that the Angels will surprise. I think that the Cactus League West will have four playoff teams. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, I are, yeah, I mean, I can Padres see that happening. Be the only representative I, could, I really could. So, yeah, I, a four team, a four to, a four team divisional playoff representation is very likely in, in the Cactus League West. That's for sure. Yeah, I think it's safe to say they're probably the they're the strongest division out of each out of both leagues. Yeah, there there's. There might be some t- contention from a couple in the grapefruit, but the Cactus West just looks there's there's games. Yeah, um, this should be brutal. Do you guys have any like last thoughts about this proposed league? I know we got carried away, but do you guys have any last thoughts about the division and the divisions and all that fun stuff? And and should they implement it? Yeah, I'm, I totally think they should go ahead and go on with it and. Start it when they can. Uh, I'm, of course, I'm saying that as a sports fan, I just want something to watch on TV instead of replays of old games. But, uh, but yeah, I definitely like to see you know finally see some. This should definitely happen. I, I am a hundred percent for this. Um, I think uh, the DH and uh, being active in both leagues is going to be big. Um, we might see the NL get get a DH soon if they find success in this. Um, in the electric umpiring, like is like the electronic umpiring is going to be a big piece of what that's what I was reading 
in the news from Passan is that they don't want as many personnel down there, so there might be more electronics handling the umpire roles. So those two things are going to be big for the future of baseball, and and of course the matchups are going to be. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we I know that will be wanted a little bit more of a trial run with the automated strike system and all that fun stuff. But listen, sometimes you know the future is now, and you know it's it's what you make the best of it and. I think another factor is that there is no like mound visits that they brought up. So that'll be interesting because, you know, that's a big part of the game. And I think that Rob Manfred might have accidentally found a way to speed up his games. I I think, you know, the start of this will definitely be interesting because they're probably not going to have any fans. So that's also going to, you know, add a whole nother dynamic. And baseball is finally the sport that's moving forward and everybody else is kind of sticking their feet in the mud. Yeah, they have a good chance of becoming the first uh, first yeah. sports team to to come back after uh, the massive hiatus with the pandemic. That's for sure. This is this is baseball's biggest opportunity to gain viewership in in a couple decades since they were pumping steroids. Yeah, I agree. It's gonna be, this is going to be this is going to be their proudest moment if they're able yeah, to you know, they, do something. You know, especially if they do live broadcasting from social media too. That'll be huge. And you know, you're putting a lot more competitive teams together into one division, so that's going to be more entertaining than you know watching a three game set of the Yankees Orioles for like three out of the seven days of the week. You know, I know. I felt like, it was, I felt like they yeah. were always playing. That's how I felt a couple year. seasons ago when the Pirates played the Tigers, weren't even in the same conference. It felt they, it felt like they played them almost as much as a divisional team. I was like, why are you choosing the same team? Well, now you oh, need to see them play oh, each other. A lucky lot me. So I'm not complaining. We finally found. We're not going to be dead last. <laughs> you get I more. Love it. But yeah, thank you guys for coming by. I know this was an exciting episode. Oh, thanks for having me on. No, thank you for having us on. You know, it's always great to kind of just get away from everything and talk talk sports with yeah, other this, people. This last hour has been probably one of the most fun things I've done in the last See? month. See, here at Diamonds and Dingers, we like to have fun. So, oh. We like to have fun, unlike yeah. what the commission says. If we were says. an MLB player, we would still be a free agent. That's all we got for this week. We're not going to do uh, our divisional projections. Uh, I know it's Easter, so I hope you guys have a great Easter. And just keep a lookout and for future updates on our Twitter. That's called Diamonds and Dingers. It's at Diamonds Dingers. And also give us a like on Facebook. Stay safe, everyone. And have a great week. Bye-bye. <laughs>